0: isn't just a church or even a family, it's a movement, yes, Amen. a movement that's multiplying. Yes, mm-hmm. So where do we go from here? Many of you are looking on this morning with anticipation, wondering what I'm going to say next. <laughs> Pastor, what campus are we planting today? It's bigger than that. It's more than just more campuses. Mm -hmm. It's more than just more people. It's about a movement. A movement that's multiplying. You guys can sit down. I'm going to be here for a minute. (laughs) Genesis chapter 1, verse number 27. So God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Our mandate hasn't changed. It hasn't shifted. It hasn't moved. Our mandate is the same. We're to be fruitful and multiply, have dominion. Our mandate hasn't shifted, but our momentum has. Mm -hmm. The Lord spoke to me three and a half years ago in a unique time in my life and told me about our Mark Tree campus and said to me there, he said, I'm going to send four families to your church. That's not going to change the culture, but it'll change the momentum. I found two. And I'm seeing it happen here as well. As our campuses and ministries have stretched themselves, we've seen them to begin to bear fruit in each one. But we can't stop at just fruitful. We have to multiply. We can't just stop at multiply. We must have dominion. Mm -hmm. The power of multiplication is revealed through the second generation of fruitfulness. We bear fruit, but our fruit holds the seed of tomorrow's harvest. Multiplication is revealed in the second generation. Generation of fruitfulness your fruitfulness is holding the promise of tomorrow's breakthrough the work that you put in yesterday has produced fruit in your life today that will hold your future in its hands. What we have seen this year has been nothing short of miraculous. Over 100 healings at our campuses. Over 60 salvations and dozens of people baptized in water. And many filled with the Holy Spirit evidenced by the speaking with other other tongues. It's not just been a special or a unique year. It's an outpouring and it's starting to break out everywhere. The fire that was ignited in October of 2022 has been more than a spark. It's turning into a bold and powerful blaze as it spreads across the campuses of refuge and every church, this Bible-believing, Jesus-preaching that's connected to this house. From there, what's happened has been momentous And that momentum has carried us to where we are here today with not just launching a new campus, but with three healthy, vibrant, and thriving churches that are meeting the needs of people all over northeast Arkansas as they find themselves in a refuge church somewhere. This is exactly what we need to be doing. We're fulfilling much of what we're called to do. By experiencing what we have over the last 14 months, we've gotten a taste of the fruitfulness of this, but it can't stop here. What's happening here can't stay here. It can't stay at refuge. Everywhere it goes won't say refuge on the front door of the church. And as I alluded to in the video, this vision hasn't just come about today. This didn't get taken care of overnight This hasn't just even been a year in the making, this has been decades in the making. The idea of having multiple campuses and and being a church revitalizing organization and one that's far reaching may have started in Mark Tree in 2019, but the vision of that started in the early 2000s with the installation and establishment of lead Team was launched as a pipeline for leaders to be funneled into future campuses and mission works from Refuge Church, and it's happening, and it's taken a decade plus to get it done twice. Vision is often revealed in our hearts long before it's birthed into our reality. Babies are born or or their life is started, we believe, at conception, from the moment that those two uh, organisms come together, life begins. Mm-hmm. And for nine months, life is not seen. It's revealed through Doppler radars and all of these things, but life isn't seen and birthed into our hands until the process has been complete. Mm-hmm. Vision's often revealed in our hearts long before it's birth in our hands. God shows us his trust in us, by revealing us direction in our lives. If the Lord has shown you something months and years before it could have happened, it shows how much He trusts you. Because vision may be exciting, but it isn't always instant. Vision's exciting, but it's not always instant. Likewise, the vision to multiply. Hasn't come about overnight. In reality, it started then, but was revealed. It started with the movement, but was revealed in a personal way through multiplication. I pulled this off my refrigerator this last night. This has stayed there through moves and transitions in our home. Why? Because I will never forget the day that I was sitting Right back there, just behind, uh, right where, almost exactly where Elvis E. Fieldbow can sit right now. I'll never forget that day as I sat there in January or in, yes, in February of 2018 as we discussed what it was going to be like to launch the first church out of refuge. I spent the launch of the movement in children's ministry that Sunday. I wasn't sitting out here for the big momentous thing. I was sitting in the back listening to Pastor Angie cast vision the same way we're doing this morning. And as I sat there in that very seat, I said to myself, wow, what an incredible opportunity that will be for somebody else. (laughs) I wasn't being facetious. I really didn't think it was going to be for me. I really thought it would be great. I never knew that anybody would trust me with this opportunity. And here I am today standing on the stage that I looked at and thought this would never be possible you need to reveal to yourself today through the spirit of God that more is for you the vision to multiply hasn't come to completion it's only come to the starting line on this little magnet here some of you still probably have this I think Tanya's phone lock screen is this it says this we believe refuge is a movement that builds up families, schools, workplaces, churches, communities, and other countries. Therefore, I am part of the movement. I am uniquely gifted to encourage, equip, and empower. I am taking others on my journey of health. I am a refuge everywhere I go. We knew that what we had was good. We knew that what we had to take, that what we had had to be taken out of here. We knew then that the world needed what was here now. It's not because we think that we are better than everyone else, but because but what we have experienced here needs to be felt everywhere. The freedom, the acceptance of God, the power of his spirit and the love of his people must be felt in the earth. We just didn't know all of the funnels to which this would be disseminated. It started by us being exactly who we are, loving and godly people that make a difference where they are planted. It advanced through the launch of the Mark Tree and West Campus, and now it's multiplying. Refuge is a movement. It's a movement that's multiplying, and on this little magnet that many of you received last year, it says, this year I can multiply my wisdom by increasing my reading, leading, and conversations with mentors. Gifts, by discovering my gifts and stepping into them by faith. Influence, by looking for open doors to speak up and influence those around me. And, and multiply myself by taking what God is doing in me and depositing it into someone else through mentoring, discipling, and parenting. With the launch of the movement, we made a commitment to growing out and not just up. That we have done and that we have done well. We have built a very healthy and vibrant base here in Jonesboro and Northeast Arkansas. We've done well. I believe that the Lord is pleased when he looks down at Refuge Church. I know he is. We've done well. But what now? We've established a good pattern and a cycle for replicating and multiplying here in our own area. But what now? As the video came to a close, I left you on a large cliffhanger as to what's going to happen next. You've heard me say many times, especially if you're at the Mark Tree campus, you listen to me preach about circles No, no, I don't just preach in circles, although that does happen sometimes, but you have heard me (laughs) preach about circles. Everything I see the Lord doing right now in his church is in circles. You see, you've heard me say this many times, but now I'm going to explain it to everyone. I have my circle of people. You can put that single image up there, that single circle image up there. It's not that exclusive. Some of you probably are wondering, oh, I wonder how it, what it takes to get in that circle. Not much. <laughs> I like most every, everybody, <laughs> at least in this room. It's not that exclusive, but I do have a large circle of people that I'm connected to all over the world. Over the past couple of years, I began to notice how so many people from different circles around me began to show up inside of my circle. And it was somewhat wrong and selfish of me to assume that it was my circle. But as I watched people begin to pop up from different areas of my life and different places that I have been connected to and wondered, what are you doing in my circle, I didn't know why they were there, but they were. Many of these people I thought were leaving their circle and coming to mine because they didn't like their circle, or that their circle was unhealthy, or that their circle wasn't filling uh, their ne- the needs in their life. And I finally realized it some time back that no one was actually leaving their circle at all, and I wasn't leaving mine. The circles were coming together. And it's in the overlap of these circles that the kingdom is thriving and multiplying. It wasn't about just building one large circle. It wasn't about just growing out so wide that we take everything in around us. That's like trying to play Monopoly in real life. Of course, there will be those that don't agree with us on the extremes of either side. But it's in the overlap of these circles here that the kingdom of God is existing and thriving and taking the world by force. Are there going to be people that we disagree with? Yes. Do they still need to be connected to us? Yes. Because everybody isn't going to see it our way. And our way isn't the only way. But it's in the overlap of these circles that we see the kingdom of God existing, thriving, and taking the world by force. That's what I see happening right now in our church. In the overlap of godly unity, his kingdom can abound, and we see fruitfulness, and we see multiplication. I see that happening in our church. We've been privileged to find many other pastors, churches, and leaders outside of our own circle. Our mind and mission... Must be about the kingdom. It can't just be about growth. It has to be about the kingdom. Do you ever wonder why, when people and guests come to our church, they always love it here? Do you know that we have a very diverse group of people that preach at Refuge Church? They come from all different circles, they come from different areas, different backgrounds, different cultures, yet when they come here, something binds us. Together, just earlier uh, last week, two weeks ago, Kevin Durant was here, and I remember sitting in the uh, in this tiny conference room with him eating supper after church one night, and him looking at us, and he said, if this thing doesn't explode, something is wrong. Why? Because they come here and they feel what's happening here. And it's not just because there's a few hundred of us that get together that all like each other. And everybody just we found that little utopian society that we can all exist peacefully in. You want to know some real things? There ain't people in here that like each other. There's people in here that don't see eye to eye. There's people in here that vote one way and they're different than you. There's people in here that, that, that do things that you wouldn't. And there's people in here that do things that you should. That's what I see happening in our church. It's circles coming together. It's not just church leaders either. It's mayors, cities, senators, yeah. leaders, people from all over the world. Look at this church and recognize that something is happening here at Refuge. Will our circle grow? Yes. Of course it will. It has to. Will it grow out? Yes. Will it grow up? Yes. But it's not just about the circles growing. It's about helping other circles connect. And really, if I'm being honest with you, it's about making more circles. With revival trips like we have taken to Springfield, Stephen City, Harrisonburg, Virginia, Bahalia, Mississippi, Mariana, the Marktree Tree Church of God, Friendship Assembly of God, we aren't just widening our circle. We are helping connect circles and live in the overlap. Yes. As the world and the nation finds itself descending into divisive hate over every decision that you could possibly think of at first it was red and it was blue and then it was real COVID or fake COVID then it was vaccine or no vaccine and now it's this or that and it's the same demon with a different mask As we watch the world descend into this divisive hate over every conversation around a dinner table, we've got to come together as one body. (laughs) Denominational and cultural lines are being blurred as kingdom people are finding each other. Genesis chapter 35. Verse number 10 says, and God said to him, your name is Jacob. Your name shall not be called Jacob anymore, but Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. Also, God said to him, I'm God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you, and kings shall come from your body. The land which I gave Abraham and Isaac, I give to you. And to your descendants after you, I give this land. This wasn't just about your grandparents. Maybe you're like me. I'm 27 years old. My only living grandparents will be 91 next weekend. I've watched. I grew up in this. I live and breathe this. Every moment that I am awake, I'm thinking about this place. Every moment that I sleep, I'm dreaming about this place. Every fiber of my being is wrapped up into what God is doing now. Not just about what I saw him do then. Right. You don't understand that I grew up on a pallet. I didn't get to go to the nursery very often. I grew up on a pallet on the front side of the church as people like the Goodmans, like Vestal Goodman would hold me and prophesy over me as a baby and would carry me throughout the crowd while she'd preach. I know what this is like. I'm not new to this, but I've never been more hungry in my life than I am right now for what God is about to do. This is the greatest time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Some of you may have walked in here to, and thought this morning, maybe today is your first time here. And you're questioning whether or not God's still working in the church today. Let me tell you, the last service at Brownsville Assembly of God did not mark the end of revival in the nation of America. That's right. yeah. He said a nation And a company of nations and kings shall come from your body. It wasn't just about producing more people. It was about nations and kings. Mm -hmm. We aren't just about multiplying for the sake of filling empty buildings. We've got to produce more of what we see in here right now. Not just people that multiply, but other churches and other pastors that will lead movements across this region. So what's next, church? the moment that you've been waiting for since the ending of that 10 minute video let me introduce to you this morning the refuge net refuge net exists to network leaders equip churches and transform communities With healthy leaders, we will see healthy churches. And with healthy churches, we will see transformed communities. And with transformed communities, we will see a last days revival that will bring in the largest harvest that the church has ever seen. There are many church leaders, pastors, and churches that have no connections, no coverings, and no community. Many of these churches need hands-on training and apostolic covering. That's why 1,500 pastors a month leave the ministry. These pastors and churches are hungry for revival and a healthy church. Not that we have achieved perfection in our worship or our health, But with God's help, we have seen our church overcome great adversity. Our team become united. Our campuses engage in revival and an outpouring that's breaking out. We want to bring that to the table of ministry all over the nation. What God's done in us and in our churches isn't just for us. If something is healthy and mature, it is time to multiply. This network will serve as a connection point for churches and leaders to be resourced and equipped for multiplication in their people, their leaders, their resources, and their campuses. We realize that we are, re- we are not recreating the wheel with this announcement we aren't recreating anything special or unique with this, with this launch, but why is it not special or why is it not unique? Because the idea of multiplication didn't start at Refuge Church. It didn't start in Little Rock. It didn't start in Springfield. It didn't start in Washington. It started with two people in a garden. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. We aren't creating something new for the sake of having something to celebrate, but we're being innovative with our approach to multiplication, and many networks currently exist in the church, but some are so large that the intimate relationships are lost. How are we going to do this, pastor? How are we going to do this? What is this going to matter to me? This is not about us just celebrating the addition of another campus today. This is about us celebrating the fact that what we are doing here is going to touch the nations. Yes. Do you see this? I, I want to take one minute. I, I know I have one minute, and 30 seconds left to do 10 minutes worth of work. But do you see, if you can see that far away, do you see the colors of dots on the globe there? Do you know that those have already got the campuses that exist in refuge on there? Those colors exist there. And then there are some that have yet to be born. Why? Because it's going to happen. And I don't think it's that far away from it happening again and again and again. Because as I said in the video, multiplication is on God's timeline. Mm -hmm. He can do it as fast and as quickly as he chooses. He did it at refuge in three months a church that wasn't budgeted for, planned on, didn't know was going to exist. But on July the 26th, the phone call comes in and on September the 11th, the first Sunday happened. How are we going to do this? By creating healthy kingdom relationships. Many of these relationships have come organically because of the direction and leading of the Lord previous to our knowledge of where he was taking us. For churches and leaders that choose to partner with us in this network, this is what they can expect from different levels of commitment. Monthly network Zoom calls to develop relationship and connection. Access to Refuge's senior leadership for mentoring opportunities. On-site staff training and development for church leadership. Discounted ministry materials such as the lead team curriculum. Yes, we copyright that. In addition to this, we are scheduling quarterly revival meetings in which network churches will have combined revival services with Refuge Church on Sunday evenings. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that's why we put so much emphasis on Sunday night? is because it's a coming together as streams come together and as circles overlap with each other. Guys, we have three churches here today. This is a conference on its own. In addition to this, we're scheduling quarterly revival meetings and then... The calendar's worth of events culminates in the annual crescendo of the Multiply Conference. Yes, Refuge Church is going to host its own conference. No, I'm not talking about a three-day revival. I am talking about a conference that will equip, train, and, and engage pastors and leaders from all over the world. And you get to be a part of it. You won't have to wait long. For the first Multiply conference, no, it's not going to be two years from now. In fact, it's not even going to be a year from now. Multiply is currently scheduled for February 28th, 29th, and March the 1st. We will have day services, training sessions, and nightly services that will host some of Refuge's favorite guests from over the years and one that many of you know that has not yet been to Refuge. Our vision is to see healthy churches bear fruit and multiply we're called to multiply and have dominion on the earth that's what we need to be doing in these last days filling the earth with kingdom people and if we do this right we won't be the only ones to have networks if we do this right there will be other regional churches to host networks as well this isn't about being the biggest circle it's about bringing the circles together Today, I'm not just telling you about something that I hope will happen in the coming year. I'm telling you about something that's already happening. I'm telling you about something that as of today, we have four confirmed partner churches with refuge that are not currently a campus of refuge with many more in the queue in the uh, waiting and trial period. So what are you saying? Pastor, we didn't grow by one church. We grew by four. This thing is already launched and running. We need to hit the gas and we need to hit it hard. We've had meetings already with dozens of pastors as they have connected to this this network initially, and we will see them connect completely over the next couple of months. Guys, this is growing Mm -hmm. already. This is not a hopeful one day. This is like the West Campus. I'm telling you about it after the fact. Mm -hmm. This is already in existence, this thing's already launched. And it's already running, but we need to hit the gas and hit it hard. And Rhonda, you can play behind me now for this, but it's time to make a commitment and partner with the Lord today in our giving. You're going to have an opportunity to prepare what is already happening for what we believe is still yet to come. Guys, I'm talking about something big here. We're talking about hosting not just... One or two churches, we're talking about hosting a network of people here, so things are going to have to change, and you're going to need to be a part of it. There's gonna be a lot of ways, Pastor Matt's going to come up here in just a minute and talk to you about multiplying yourself and how you can multiply. But this cannot just stay in here with us, the leadership of this church can't bear the entire burden on its own. I, I, we, we can't, we can't, it's just not possible. So, you're gonna to have to step up in a lot of ways. That means you're going to have to volunteer for things that you might normally have sat out on. That means you're going to have to be here and support the things that are going on. So when we have a revival service, be here. Make the commitment to be here, not just on a Sunday morning. Make the commitment to be here and support what's going on, not just with your hands, but with your spirit. Pray. Seek the Lord. When you are here, worship like it is your last service at Refuge. Engage with the Lord like you don't have another tomorrow. Make the commitment today to do it. But today we need your, we need your hands. There's a lot of things that need to be done around this church. And I'm going to say this because I can say it like this. Your pastor and mine has saw to it that the region of northeast Arkansas is equipped to its nth degree at the detriment of his own campus you realize that it's been 20 years since one thing has been done to this stage? How many times has your office building been remodeled during that time? How important is this place? Guys, we're talking about bringing pastors and leaders into this room that are contemplating quitting the ministry and closing their churches. And when they come here, They're going to receive revelation from the Lord and encouraging and encouragement in their spirit that will prod them on into the next season of fruitfulness and multiplication in their own ministries. And it's not just about here. We've got to create this place to host people. We've already started. We remodeled the the conference room. So much more has to happen. Pastor, do you have a number in mind? How about a million dollars? Let's start there. Why not? The good news is we have every dime of it already. It's just in your pocket. You think I'm kidding? But I'm not. We're trying our very best to make this something that is affordable to every person. There's no way we can do this conference and host this network without some kind of financial commitment. And these pastors and leaders are making that. They are. And what we're going to do is we're going to turn around and match their financial commitment back to them. They're going to give a certain amount throughout the year. Every month, they're going to make a partnership with Refuge Church. And what we're going to do in that is we're going to cover their costs to be here at Refuge Multiply, at the Multiply Conference. What does that mean? That means we're going to help cover their hotels, a couple of their meals. Why? Because many pastors and leaders can't afford to send their staff to, to large conferences. Why? It costs thousands of dollars to do so. And it costs time. And it's hard. And you can't get everybody out the door and all these things. And and, and and I don't want one thing that happens here at Refuge Church to be limited because we just didn't have enough resource. In fact, I don't think it can be because I believe the Lord said otherwise about this place. So today, what I want you to do is just help us get started. Are we going to take up another offering for it later? Maybe so But right now, we got some some basic needs that need to be met. There are some areas and some rooms that are going to need to be uh, renovated, and not just for the conference. Guys, we're hosting huge events here like Night to Shine, things that need to be accommodated well at a high level. And our church needs to reflect the, the, the healthiness of our spirit. It does. I'm not saying it doesn't now. We do everything with excellence here. But we just need to go to another level. And today is a good day to do it on Multiplication Sunday. So if we're being honest with the Lord today, we do need to make a commitment. And we need to make a commitment that will stretch us and challenge us because I've never seen, what does it say the scripture says? It says, I was young, now I'm old. Yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread. What does that mean? You are not gonna outgive the Lord today launching this network isn't going to be the thing that makes refuge rich in fact there's really nothing that we're going to do that's going to make refuge rich one because I'm not storing up any seed for the antichrist to use when I leave here when the rapture happens I want this place to be dead broke why not I'm not going to be here. Hopefully you're not either. I want this place to be dead broke. Why? Because I want to have done everything that I possibly could have done so that all may know. So I'm not asking you to give today so that we can, you know, go get our nails done after church. I'm asking you to give today so that pastors and leaders can have hope for tomorrow. You should hear some of the conversations that we have with some of our network partners. Real conversations that we've had here about difficulty and hardship. And guys, they can't just go to anybody. Some people are afraid to go to their their direct report because they don't want to lose their job. They're afraid if they bring certain things to their district bishop or whoever that they may lose their church. They need somebody to come to to talk through the hard things with, and we're creating a place for that to happen right here, and you're going to get to be a part of it. So I'm going to pray, and they're going to put this giving uh, QR code up on the screen. There we go. What I don't know what it is. I just know that Sierra said it's the right one. You can give in the back. In the little receptacles that are by the doors on your way out, or you can scan this QR code and sew. But I really am believing. Pastor, you really want a million dollars? I think we can do, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. But I'm gonna tell you right now, you're saying, Pastor, you're just kind of being funny. To a certain extent I am. But we need to walk out of here today with enough money so that everything can be met and there's no expense spared. So I want you to sow today with a giving heart. I don't take up offerings very much because I really don't like it, and it kind of messes up my record because the first offering I took here, we took up $30,000. I think that'd be a good start today. Are you serious, Pastor? Yeah, why not? We're not talking about launching one campus. We're talking about launching a hundred. Why not? Let's start with that. We need to sow today, and we need to believe God that it increase and multiply as it's time to. Go. because there's people that will watch this this service on YouTube by the way all of our streaming is on YouTube now and the number of increased viewership is huge over the last three services we've had what 80 hours of stream time across different uh, devices and that's not just because you have watched it because most of you were here at church and in the last three services there's people watching all over the world today and if that's you I want you to sow too this place is doing something and it's time to watch it go forward. I'm going to pray, and I want you to sow. And while they sing this next song, don't miss out on this opportunity to partner with the Lord as we take the movement out of here into multiplying across the nation through RefugeNet, Father. In the name of Jesus, would you let everything right now, every seed that is sown, every dollar, nickel, and dime that is given into this place, Lord, would you let? Would you let it bear fruit and fruit that remains, one that multiplies for generations to come so that this land and that this place will be fruitful and multiply as the years go on. For our sons and daughters, Lord, let multiplication hit this house. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. I just want to welcome you also again and let you know how excited we are that uh, you are here, uh, especially those of us uh, who are uh, from other campuses today, that you're in the room. What an honor that we get to worship with you and with our guests. And uh, we're thrilled that you are here uh, and uh, pray that you're enjoying what's happened today. I I hope that Pastor Micah's delivery of this vision, concerning uh, the, the Refuge Network. I hope that that's going to work and worm its way into your guts, down into your inner man, to where you realize that what we have the opportunity to do is not affect people one at a time that sit in our chairs, but to f- affect entire churches and regions at a time by the people. And, 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 and look, you, you say, what, what what are you out shopping to do this for? Why are you out making this happen Church family, this is an outgrowth of things that's been happening for me and my ministry for several years. We've just found a reason to say, Lord, this thing is bigger than we are. This is something we've got to sow into. This is something we have to own for ourselves Uh, because I've been called and been given the blessing to pastor many pastors for many years now, but now we have the formal means to do it. We have the way because of our campuses, our staff, because of what God's doing here that we can really, really make make a difference in, uh, in these other churches and these other places, and so I hope this works its way deep into the DNA of your spirit to understand uh, that, that, that we, just, we just set our sights larger than more refuge campuses, uh, but, uh, uh, and, th- and by the way, that, that will happen too. Uh, I'm, I'm beginning to get a little, little birth pangs of, of another one in my spirit, so I'm just warning you now. Um, that that's coming too, but, uh, but the, the opportunity we have uh, to, across America, affect different churches in ways that, uh, uh, that will produce fruit for them, man, that, nothing makes me happier than to see someone else prosper. Now, it's wonderful when God blesses us, but if we help somebody else be blessed, that's the best. That's the best. Now, I want to, uh, I want to bring this challenge of multiplication home just a little bit more specifically to us this morning. I've got a lot of noise up here on the platform, a lot. And I don't know if it's mine, mine or, or something else that's open. But, but I want to bring this multiplication challenge right on down to my house, to your house. As we get ready to conclude today, I, I want to bring something very specifically to us as individuals. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 18 Jesus was walking, it says, by the Sea of Galilee. And he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. Now, you're familiar with this, probably. They were casting their net into the sea, the Bible says, because they were fishermen. That's what they are to do, is to fish. Many said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. This is a different spin on it than they had ever taken in their own mind. This is a thought they hadn't had before. They knew they were fishermen, but fishers of men? That took somebody with some outside eyes to say, you know what, it's great that you're providing for your family, catching these fish, but there's even something more God's got for you. I just want to step aside from my little notes and see if I can wake you up this morning in the spirit and let you know as an objective observer of your life, watching what God's doing. I just want you to know that you are not just somebody here that is called to just barely provide for your family, barely get by, barely overcome, find your way to the end of this life and maybe make it to heaven. No, listen, you may be a fisherman, but you are also fishers of men. There is a great promise there is a great purpose from God in your life not the person next to you your life Your life, designed by God, knitted together in your mother's womb on purpose by the perfect grand design of heaven. You why do I feel like preaching this morning? Uh, Do you realize that the one who knit together, created by his word, out of his creative depths, made everything that you see when you walk outside? Do you realize that's the creator who created you? He didn't do his best work on flowers and plants and trees and wildlife. He did his best work in you. And the Bible says he began a good work and he's going to complete and perform that work. That means if you don't like where you're at, just wait a minute. Just keep holding on. Just keep following him. Just keep persisting because what he's done as of yet is nothing to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So, these men, they just thought they were to fish. And Jesus says, no, no, no. Because what he's really saying is, I really know why you're here because I made you. And you're not just fishermen. You're fishers of men. And it made such an impact on them. It touched them in such a place. The verse 20 says, they immediately left their nets and followed him. In other words, they were gripped with purpose to the degree that suddenly fishing didn't seem like good enough anymore. Just getting by, just doing what they were familiar with, what they had always just thought they would do. They realized there's something more to this life than this. And they left that and they grabbed on to Jesus and said, Lord, wherever you're going, that's where I'm going. I'm just going to tell you, if you were to make that statement every morning, it would change your life. Lord, today, wherever you're going is where I'm going. I'm just going to follow you today, Lord, because what you have for me is better than what I would do for myself. So right from the beginning, Jesus alerted the disciples that they were going to multiply. I will make you fishers of men. Now, why would they multiply? Well, verse 18 tells us that they were Fishermen, they didn't just fish. Anyone can fish, but they were fishermen. You, you realize he didn't say to them, you are people who fish. Right. That's an activity. Fisherman is an identity. Yeah. Fishing is an activity. Fishermen is an identity. And he said, you thought you were doing what you were trained to do, but actually as you've been fishing, that has been a natural expression of actually what your identity is. It was who they were. So following Jesus in the kingdom, they were going to multiply because they had already been made to be multipliers. Tell a neighbor of yours, you're a multiplier. multiplier. Tell your other neighbor. See, you need to keep hearing it you need to keep hearing it because you are one. You are a multiplier. It's not for other people. It is also for you. It doesn't matter how you see yourself. It doesn't matter what you think your limitations are. It doesn't matter. It's just well, I didn't come from here. I don't have that training or have that background. I don't. You know, I don't know how much people get what I could give to people or what I have. To, none of that matters. You are a multiplier because Jesus said, commanded us to uh, that, that we would bear fruit that remains. So you are a multiplier. Jesus is not going to call you to do something you can't do; he's enabling you to do it. So, the seed of the word of God is in you. Oh, you wouldn't be saved if it wasn't. The seed of the word of God is in you. The power of resurrection is in you. How do I know that? That same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. The power of resurrection is in you. It's not, and, and it is waiting to get out, waiting for you to give. You realize the word that you already have in your heart, the resurrection that's already in your life, is looking for the exit ramp to get out to someone around you. Out of your mouth as you speak of it. Out of your hands as you serve with it. Out of your giving as you sow with it. Out of your prayers as you believe for it. Through your abilities as you work towards it. And through your relationships as you love people through it. The word and the seed and the spirit of God that is in you looking for the exit ramp. And my one question I have for you today is what what exit ramps are you giving what God has placed inside of you? Are you giving it a way out? Do you have conversations that give what's inside of you a chance to get out? Do you have relationships that are built in such a way that you can speak what's inside of your heart? Do you have a way of serving? Do you have a way of, uh, of giving? Maybe you work in the church or maybe in a ministry or maybe the way that you, uh, that you are in a, uh, some area in the community and that you provide services in a way that the kingdom of God gets out. Do you give an exit ramp for the things God's placed inside of you to get out? See, the DNA of heaven... Is inside of you that's why you are you are eternal and when you speak on behalf of God when you love on behalf of God when you serve on behalf of God when you pray on behalf of God that DNA of heaven is released that seed is released it is planted in the ground of the hearts around you and now once you have planted the seed of the eternal Word of God in a life, in a heart, in a situation. It's just a matter of time until something happens now. It's just a matter of time until that thing sprouts. Literally time is all that it's a matter of because change is going to come, salvation coming, hope coming, deliverance and miracles coming, answers coming because you opened your mouth, you opened your life, you shared your love, and you became a multiplier because you sowed the seed of the word. Stop thinking, well, I hope it'll make a difference if I. Well, if it's the word, it's not hope. Why, why can you guarantee me that if I'll sow the word, it makes a difference? Well, I got, I got Bible for it. Isaiah fifty-five, eleven. every Gideon can quote you this. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Well, but pastor, I don't know if I say it, if it makes a big difference. I don't know if they see it in me, if they're paying attention. No, no, no. It's not about you or your words. It is about the power of his word. And if you would just find a way to get his word out there, his word has the power. His word will do the work. His word has the promise attached to it. He will back up his word one way or another. But it's got to find a way out of our lives. And the way is we find a way to plant seed. Refuge family this year, 2023, our church has multiplied in, in different ways as the video that you watched earlier illuminated some of those ways, not all of them. Do you realize that this year across all three of our campuses, our church attendance has grown in one year by 21%. Every campus grew, and overall, we grew 21% by attendance. So the church has grown. The church has multiplied. And now it's time for us as individuals to multiply, for you, to multiply. Because Jesus said, you do not choose me. This is John 15, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. With all those yous, he's not leaving as much of a way out of it, is he? That you should go and bear fruit and your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. He's talking to you. He appointed you to go and bear fruit that remains. He's appointed you to multiply. Think for a moment about some of the things God has done in your life. I don't mean things you could attribute to you or someone. I mean the things you know God had to do in your life. Think for a moment of what that means. Whether it's your own salvation, whether it's through protection during a difficult time, an answered prayer, a physical miracle, a breakthrough, family change, things God has done in your life. Now, how amazing would it be if your story Of you being saved. Of Erica, what she talked about, laying in the bed paralyzed with depression and being raised up. Your story of seeing a family member you prayed for come to the Lord. Your story of the physical healing and miracle and breakthrough. Your story of the financial miracle that God had to do to get you where he wanted you to be. Your story of having an opportunity that was bigger than you and you thought you could never do it and God gave you what you needed to do it. Your stories. How amazing would it be if those stories were multiplied in the lives of people around you? Because I can guarantee you at your workplace, in your neighborhood, and in your family, around this community, and wherever you go, there are multiples of people that need to have your story multiplied in their life. You've experienced it. They haven't yet. They need what you've experienced. Your story, how amazing would it be if your story is multiplied? How amazing is it going to be next year when seated in this room, just like there's more people on this campus today than there was a year ago at Multiplication Sunday? How amazing will it be when there's folks sitting in this room next year that their story mirrors yours and they're here because you shared They're here because you invited them. They're here because you prayed for them, you gave them away to church, or you helped talk them through that moment when they were about to give up. How amazing will it be when your story gets multiplied? I want to see your stories happen again and again. One of the great beauties of being a pastor is knowing so many of our people's stories. You look around and there's a few people in the room that you know their story, but as the pastor, especially one that's been here a very long time, I know many of your stories, many of the details of what you've been through, what God's done, all the miracles and the testimony. And I look around the room and I think, oh, my, my, my. I mean, Zach, I know, I know a lot about your story and bro, there's thousands of people that need that story multiplied in their life, aren't there? There's lots of them. I want to see that. I want to see that. In fact, when I pray in here when there's nobody here and I'm just walking around with my hands up and spitting a lot and praying real loud right up around the front like I always do, when I'm walking around in here praying like that, lately in the last few months, I have been naming your names and praying that your specific stories would be multiplied. And that's all the way from stories of deliverance out of the darkest pit To stories of some of you who were raised by godly people, you knew the Lord from a young age and you never walked away. I've been praying for multiplication of that story. That all of us stories of what God has done us, that we would see the evidence of multiplication. You know what? Since I've started praying that, I've seen it. In fact, right now in this room, I could, pray, I could point to people who have been the product of that prayer because I've watched you in the last few months come in and you are a multiplication of someone else's story. And I think, Lord, it is happening because you have called us to multiply. What you've done in us, you want to do in all. I have a few stories that I'd like to share to celebrate multiplication. Stories I want to see happen again and again. The story of a family who arrived at refuge in September after having been out of church for a few years. But now they're already church members. They're experiencing supernatural encounters with God almost daily, growing tremendously, moving forward, finding their place to serve. Already, they just showed up in September. I want to see the story happen again and again. These are all from the past year, by the way, where the lady brought me her anxiety medication after a service because she got healed and no longer needed it. I want to see multiplied the story of the lady who sent me the text message that the quote from the diabetic doctor was, you are released from me, you don't ever need to come see me again, you don't mean me because you're healed. I want to see the family multiplied from this campus who in the past three months have they been pursuing God, have gone from being behind on bills to the place where they're ahead, have money set aside weeks before the bills are due, and then have money left over. They're gaining financial ground just because they're pursuing the Lord. See, when you start getting your spiritual life in order, God starts getting everything in order for you. Because when you seek first His kingdom... And his righteousness, all the things get at it. I want to see this story happen again and again. There's another financial, the story of a family who, in the space of less than a month, had fifty-three thousand dollars of student debt forgiven. They paid off a three thousand dollar current school bill and was favored uh, with a way to save two hundred dollars a month on medications. In one month, all of that happened because they made a. That's right. Praise God. But they made a faith step about their finances that they were instructed to do. And God began to bring things in order. I I, I wanna see multiplied the story of the lady who had been on medications for migraines since 2017, who was healed and then able to stop taking the medication and she then got healed of the depression and the anger issues that were associated with all of it. I wanna see that multiplied. The story of the young lady from the Marktree campus who came to the fuel services on crutches because of a foot injury and, a re- and had been repeatedly injured. And after prayer, she was able to put those crutches down and walk. And then after she walked, she, been, she was able to run. And then she's been healed ever since. I want to see that <laughs> over and over again. I want to see multiplied the story of the individual who's dealt with depression and anxiety for years, receiving therapy for it, and using normal evaluation metrics, was at a level 19 for her depression. But after a service where depression and anxiety were addressed, specifically broken off of her life, she went back to the doctor. Her official level was a three, which is considered no depression at all. (laughs) Even the clinical tests say God is a healer. I want to see multiplied the story that happened at one of the revival services when we took outpouring on the road, one of these other churches that Micah talked about. And in one service, as we were praying, I felt led that we needed to right then intercede for prodigal children of folks who were in the room. And we prayed and we prayed hard. And I was preaching there the next night. And we get back to the service the next night. And the pastor says, let me tell you what happened today. We prayed last night for prodigals to come home. And today while I was working in this building, my son, who's been estranged for years, had, had disowned the family, walked in the door and said, Dad, I've come to reconcile. He repented and made things right with God. He repented and made things right with his parents and brought that family back together. I want to see that multiplied a lot of times. So what's your story? What about your story needs to be multiplied? It happens when you go fish for men. When you see your life and your relationships and your connections and your encounters and your conversations, when you see them as opportunities to share your story, share scripture, invite somebody to church, pray within that individual, whatever you should do. But what about your story could be multiplied if you become a multiplier. Come on, somebody shout again, I am, a I am a multiplier. We're coming down the end now. The Lord has already given us some amazing multipliers. A lot of folks in this church stepping into that already. Just this year, we saw one of our own. Dr. McGrath came into a leadership position as the president of the Arkansas Academy of family physicians with oversight in that organization and the opportunity to have a voice into its monthly publication, just a, a multiplied influence. We just heard on this platform last week from Eric, whose example and testimony had multiplied into his roommate's life, who was here that day, and, 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 and who is now on a path seeking the Lord. We've seen other multipliers as well. Two ladies who served at the, food ministry, who serve at the food ministry all the time this year who received and were assisting the lady who came in in great pain and her, because physically her head was bowed and she was not able to lift her head physically. And so they talked about that. They asked if they could pray for her. They prayed for her to be healed. When the prayer was over, one of the ladies looked at her and said, lift your head up now. And she did, and was healed right there in intake process at the food ministry. <laughs> I watched during, a, during an unquenchable service when we're all here, uh, you know, prayer services, you know, that's when your hardcore people show up. And I watched in a prayer service, unquenchable, while we well, all, all kinds of things were going on, and we we're praying, and all these different things are happening. And over here in the student section, Two of the youth staff are leading a teenager to the Lord while we're all interceding about the nations or something. And right in the service, God was, was saving somebody at home. That's multiplying. There's dozens of stories of multipliers. And there can be so many more as we move this year into a multiplication mindset. One final multiplier that I'll mention, a young man who was willing to share with us a prophetic word God gave him for the church back in March. And I read this and I said, oh, this must be shared today. Because he delivered it then, but how important is this now? And I say he's a multiplier because he let the Lord use him to speak to us. I'm talking about a young man. I'm not talking about somebody old and seasons that's used to being used by God in front of people like that. But somebody willing to step out and obey the Lord. Listen to what the Lord spoke in March, to us. He said, know that I am here. Know that my love is a rushing river that has no end. There is a flood coming over refuge that will burst out of the churches of West, Mark Tree, and the main campus. The flood of my love will burst out and overflow northeast Arkansas. The dying churches will be made whole because they will see what is happening at refuge and they'll not be able to contain the flood that is coming. Prepare your people, the people of refuge, because my flood starts with them. My flood starts with them. The flood of God's love starts with you. We get to flood the streets, the marketplace, the workplace, our schools, the restaurants, businesses, our sports teams, our civic groups. We get to flood those places with the love of God. So we really can be fruitful, and we can be multiplying because we are multipliers. Now, we're coming to the conclusion of this service, and I'm going to make a moment of altar challenge, what we're going to pray about. And there are two of them today. And the first one is this like those disciples that Jesus called, have you begun to follow Jesus? Not are you perfect? Have you joined a church? Were you baptized at a certain age? Have you begun following Jesus? Have you made him the Lord of your life? Because he has, just like those disciples, he has a very different life for you than the one you've been living. They didn't even know the life existed he was about to show them. Lord Jesus has a life for you to live that is something different than you have imagined and something different than where you've been and it's very very good because see it's going to be his plan on this earth for you and then it's going to be eternity in heaven with him forever so that's the first challenge to respond is if you need to follow Jesus today and give your life over to him and the second challenge is this Will you really take to heart today church family the identity of multiplier? I mean that beginning today you will take actions led by the Spirit of God to pray, to share, to invite people to Jesus and to church. Will you serve? Will you share your testimony and your story? Will you multiply if so and hopefully that's I hope that's all of us then I'm asking you to respond and I understand the response I'm asking for is going to create a traffic jam that's okay but we definitely need to respond because I don't want it to slip your mind at 3 o'clock this afternoon when you're around somebody that could use your story that you forget to tell it no we need to have made a commitment to God no I'm gonna be the multiplier wherever I am. So, prayer team, you're taking your place. All across from one end of the platform to the other, please, all the way extend down in both altar areas. And if that first challenge is you, today is the day that you need to begin following Jesus. You're gonna receive his forgiveness and begin a new life when I stay, say stand and come you're going to come first and make sure that one of these folks helps you pray just let them know while you're there they're going to pray with you and you won't be alone because there's going to be a whole bunch coming behind you and then if you're saying pastor I'm going to I'm going to be the multiplier and I'll just talk about it I'm going to do it I'm going to see this thing like Kevin Durant said explode Because what is inside of me is so worthy of getting out. If that's your heart, when I say come, we're going to fill up as much of the front as we can, back up the aisles, but you're doing something to move out and respond. And then you're just going to pray. You're just going to make your commitment to the Lord that I'm going to multiply. And then I'm going to be ecstatic to see the fruit that remains. Are you ready? Let's stand together. If you need to come to either one of those, come now, let's come now.